You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. Last week, we invited you to be the third wheel on our past couples vacation sagas with all the drama and the traveling. And well, some were good, but we went around a lot of our bad. So now that you know how we've traveled with our significant others in the past, we're going to continue the conversation and unpack some more do's and don'ts, if you will, for travel and what we think flies and what doesn't fly, no pun intended. Okay, but first, we're all way too excited for Jen's new man, Taz, as we like to call him, because he's Australian. And we need an update, Jen, on how things continued once you got back to normal life, because that is something we're going to talk about this episode. Like, the vacation's all fine and dandy, but when you get back to real life, like, how do you keep it exciting? And how do you keep the, like, fun going? Because, like, normal life isn't as fun as a vacation. So, Jen, how has it been since you've been back? To real life. It's been amazing. I think the trip definitely bonded us. And now we have more of a common history. And we have memories we created. We also brought back wine. So we actually, knowing that we were coming back to reality and that we don't live in the same place, but we were just basically living together, like you said. Like, we made sure we had plans on the calendar. And it was for the Friday following. And we had a picnic and finished all of, like, the things we didn't get to eat and drink while we were there and did some other, like watched something together. We watched a movie, talked a lot, did more cards. So it was really more like um, a continuation just in my apartment. Did you guys talk about like what movies you would want to see together when you got back? And did you talk about like, I don't what kind of picnic food you would bring? And was it like stuff that you, like called back to from the trip where you're like, Oh, we need to do this on Tuesday because Oh my God, you haven't seen star Wars, which you haven't. Right. <laughs> yeah, I so, haven't seen any of the movies. So I guarantee you that came up. Like this guy was probably like, Oh, pro- quoted a line from a movie and Jen stared at him blankly. And he was like, what the fuck? Plus they're like 10 years apart. So there's like a age gap there too. Right. Well, not that big of an age gap. He, no, I mean, it's like 11 years, but uh, he doesn't really quote movies, I think maybe because he's Australian, but he does have really strange sayings that crack me up because I'm like, I have no idea what words you're talking about and what that means. So I'm going to start bringing yeah. you some of the sayings because for a yeah, gal Jen, who doesn't no. know sayings. <laughs> yeah, Jen, for you, this is crazy because you don't even know the American sayings. Like James says, James says funny ones all the time. Do you know what he said? At Lake George, you guys, I have to interrupt. And this is hysterical. James does funny ones too. So we should like have a little 
funny saying moment or something because we were on his dad's boat. He, they have a very nice boat there and we had to cover it up. And so I was waiting on the dock and he was covering it up and I could not cover it up. It's like very hard to cover. Every time I tried to snap the snap of the boat, like cover it, I just couldn't do it. I'm like, I've done two snaps. He's done like 40. So he gets to the very last one. He's done the whole thing himself. He's like sweating. And I'm like, what would you say right now if I was like, take me out on the boat. I want to go have sex out on the lake. He was like, I'm like, right as you do your last snap. He's like, if I meant I was going to get a slice of trim, I'd rip the cover off and let's go. I'm like, a slice of trim? What is that? That means what are like, you? What are you even referring to when you I say trim? Know. But that's what he's like, you've never heard of that before? I'm like, I've never heard of a slice of trim, but I was hysterically laughing. Like, I, he's American, but I swear he has the funniest sayings. Well, that's definitely one to add to the collection. But yeah, we did talk about a lot of things we wanted to do when we got back. And that's why like, he created a shared notes doc that we have. So it's a lot oh, of activities. It's I can't even surprise you. How is this guy going to even be able to surprise you sometime? Because it's oh, all going to be in the shared notes doc. No, I'll explain. So he will throw something on my calendar that's just like, uh, we have plans. And he won't tell me what it is. Or uh, he said something about my birthday. He's like, can I plan it and not tell you what we're doing? And I'm like, which, Whatever. by the way, is December, everybody. <laughs> but also, so we're going away again. We're doing, we're going to San Diego and then Palm Springs. And so he planned the whole thing. And one of the like calendar invites he sent me was for date night. And it's like, he's planning something, but. Okay. So he's, he's just, he knows your brain. So he's putting. Yeah date night on the schedule so you don't have you don't have anything else scheduled but you don't know what you're doing so that's the surprise right exactly yeah exactly did you guys have have like callbacks to here's a thing that i'm like that that could happen is that you could run out of callbacks right do you know what i mean we could remember the time we were remember when you almost fell off the dock (laughs) and then like you you're like and then you like bring that up three times. You're like, remember when you almost fell off the dog? <laughs> yeah. And, like, the it, like, dies and so does your relationship and your soul. But no, yes. because we make new memories every time a weird saying comes up or I say something kooky or whatever the case may be, or Mochi does something, or we watch something or we eat something or whatever. Now I have a love of caviar. He showed up on Friday night with a three tins of caviar. So like I saw that on your Instagram, Jen. I know. And then he made brunch the next morning and then we went to lunch and shopped. And like, I think because we are so comfortable with each other already and formed that while we were away. Now we're like, let's go do all the memory. Let's create so many memories together because it's so fun. I have something to say about this. And this is kind of reminding me of now um, the beginning of my relationship with James and like, Uh, Rob, you keep saying like, are you calling back to the trip and things like that? And we are talking about how trips are like a more fantastical version of real life. But in the same way, there can be a lot of downtime that's very much like real life, like where you're kind of sitting around and doing nothing, like you're just doing the regular things with each other too. So it can be kind of good to then feel that bond of like, it makes you feel like in real life, now you're doing all those real things together. Like it doesn't feel as awkward because you did it on the trip. So now you're like making brunch or doing like going shopping or doing like things that aren't so like date like, but more regular. 
because well, you've done I, I, I remember I said this in the beginning, like when you guys first had me on the podcast and we were talking about relationships and, you know, why don't you go on a date or even the last couple of times I've gone out with somebody and then I, I, was, I was like, like, you got to go on date number two or number three. And I'm like, why? I don't want to. I know I don't want to see this person anymore. I, but now you're understanding what I'm saying. Like when I want to see somebody, I want to see them. If we're shopping, if we're going to the Grove, if uh, do you want to come run errands with me? Do you want to go get food? Can you stay over and then cook brunch and then get lunch and then get dinner? Like you want to see that person. There's no effort involved in yeah, doing true. all that. So, so it looks like you guys are kind of hitting the non-effort phase, right? And you liked him from the beginning, but like, there wasn't, you didn't have to put, it seems like with other people you've dated, you've had to put in effort and now it's kind of just the, 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 the easiness of it has kind of just unfolded in front of you. Right. Well, I think everything takes effort. And when you stop putting in effort, then you have problems, but I do understand. No, what you're and of course, everything takes effort, but it doesn't I know have to be, I mean, like, has, you just have to be a pushing struggle. against a rock in the beginning. Or right. you're you struggle. weren't feeling like, okay, like what you were saying, Rob, like I need to go on date number four because I just need to give it one more shot. Like you it's already forced. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's not forced. It's definitely easier and more fun and very natural. And I did not see this coming. He did not. We are both really grateful that we found each other and feel very lucky. So I don't know how the hell this happened, well, but I guess so Glad that you're in a good spot. We're not going to spend another episode talking about how wonderful Taz is. Maybe we you can have him on more after that whole thing. Maybe we can talk about him. Maybe we can have him on in December while he's planning your birthday. Um, <laughs> but uh, why don't we talk about do's and don'ts, like I said, about traveling or like expectations even, right? So I feel like in this situation, it was very romantic and nice of this guy. He obviously could afford to. We don't know what Taz does. We just know he's a, he's a devil from Tasmania, but <laughs> we don't know what he does. But we 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 he can afford to take you to wine country for a weekend and pamper you and even have a dog bed waiting for your dog. Right. Yeah. So like he's in a fortunate situation. Not a lot of people are. And listen, not everybody that listens to, I scrolled through our listener list and thank you for everybody around the world that listens to this podcast, because we have people in different countries listening to this, but a lot of people in different parts of the United States that can't just go to wine country and can't just, you know, be romantic one weekend and be like, I'm whisking you away. It's my treat. So what do we think the standards are with you want to go away with somebody. You guys want to take that first trip. Do you split it? Do you say like, I got the hotel. If you get, you know, incidentals, do you know what I mean? Like, like, do you say like, uh, this one's on me and then hope that she says next one's on you or vice versa. If, if the girl really wants to go does she plan it, I, like, feel, I feel like it's whoever plans the first trip needs to, like fork over the dough for the, like I booked us a hotel or okay. Like I want to go to Palm Springs. So I'm going to book us a hotel. I don't know. I think it would be weird if like two things, I think it would be weird if a dude said, I want to take you on a vacation or, or if we both collectively decided like, let's go somewhere together 
um, and he sort of took the reins, whoever is sort of taking the lead should be, I think, paying for it. I think eventually down the road, it's a different. Okay, well, then let me throw a scenario at you like this. You're both hanging out and I'm like, I never been to Joshua Tree. And then the girl I've been dating is like, I haven't either. I'm like, we should go sometime. She's like, yeah, let's go next weekend. Let's just go. And I'll be like, yeah, let's just go. Then what happens? And I think you say like, well, do we want to rent a house? Do we want to get a hotel room? What do you think? Like, and right. then- but is that we, is that a real we, or is that like, do you think we, uh, me? Cause like, I feel like there are some things in this podcast yeah, and there I don't are know. some things I mean- in general that like people like are being assumed on the male's responsibility first. And like I said, I was raised by a Southern gentleman who I was raised to do that kind of stuff, but it's also been assumed in certain situations. Right. I think how would you feel if a girl, if you were dating a girl and she was like, um, yeah, I, I kind of want to go to Joshua tree, Joshua tree too. And you were like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like that sounds fun. She's like, okay, let's, let's go like in a week or two, I'm off work. And then like, she texted you, Hey, we talked about Joshua tree. I found a hotel. Like, do you still want to go? Yeah, that sounds fun. Okay. Well, I'll book the hotel tomorrow. Would you be weirded out by that? Well, first I would offer to be like, awesome. Thank you. Do you like, should I Venmo you? Should I want to take, or I would offer to take care of it. Do you know what I mean? Like I would, I would yeah. ask that kind of stuff, but a lot of the times. Is that you or is that the male role that we think is general that most dudes should take? Cause we have to like represent for our side. We can say what we personally do, but like for the masses, we have to say like what a girl, like what we think a girl expects and what we think a dude expects too. Like, is that something that like most dudes think should happen? Or I don't what? know. I guess, I guess it's like what we were talking about before with like different generations of people, but this isn't dinner, right? This isn't me paying for dinner, which I will always do on the first date. It's, and I would probably do on the second and third date, but like, say, I say we go to fucking Hawaii or say we go to, you know, the wine country, like, am I paying for every tasting? Am I paying for every meal? Am I paying for every time we go eat? Am I or or do anything? Is it like, am I supposed to take on that responsibility? Well, or did, any- you ever, did you ever offer to pay on your trip? Of course. So I think that if somebody is taking the lead with a big expense, you supplement with other expenses. So Rob, I don't think to answer you directly, I would not say one person foots the bill for everything unless you have a shared account and it is like your, I don't know, mutual fund that you do trips from. But in this case, we're talking about like early on in the relationship and whose responsibility it is and how to make it like a little less awkward. But in our case, he suggested this trip. He booked this trip. He planned this trip. So what I did was pay for dinner the first night because he had paid for lunch and then drinks when we got there and obviously the hotel. And I didn't actually like know what else was in store and what anything cost. So I'm like, you know what? What I do know is I can afford dinner for us. So I'm going to buy dinner for us. Then the next day he like quickly, you know, took care of breakfast and then the first wine tasting. But part of that had to do with the fact he knew what we were doing and I was just like kind of there and then he wanted to buy wine. So like he just took care of that bill. The next place we went, I made sure I'm like, I'm leaving this place with wine for you, some for me. This is this time like... 
I'm buying us our wine supply that we can share later or not. But I tried to like throw down my card wherever it made sense. But I also didn't want to like kind of give him the thing. Be rude. Right. I didn't want to be rude and I didn't want to insult him or make him think that I didn't think he could afford it. He also planned it. Like there's a lot of weird subtext and looking into things when you just are starting to get to know somebody. So I was walking that fine line of showing appreciation. I also showed up for the trip with a gift for him to thank him for planning it. So I got him a candle uh, matches that said like, call nine wine wine or something. It was like a funny match. Funny for the, for the date you're going on. Right. Exactly. Cause it had, it blended in with the theme and then also a gold bottle opener. Cause I'm like, we're about to open wine this weekend. So here's, we can have one for the room. And like so that. thought that it was like really thoughtful, even though the gift itself wasn't super expensive, but he was like, oh my gosh, like you did not need to do that. I think he was surprised that I even thought to do that. So that went a long way. And then, the dinner I covered and the wine and like I bought him dinner last night just at my place and he's still thanking me 24 hours later. So I think putting in the effort and actually offering, maybe somebody's going to tell you no or that they've got it, but like just saying like, Hey, can I contribute in some way? And that's what I did actually before we went on this trip. I was like, seems like you've got it all figured out, but please let me know how I can contribute what I can do. Okay. So that's a very mature 37 year old thing to do is to say that I think that's a a great way to put that like when somebody offers you a trip no matter where it is if it's an hour away or over an ocean before you go with that person you should say let me know how I can contribute in any way like what what can I do on my part another thought is I planned a trip to Hawaii with girlfriends and obviously when you go with friends anywhere you'll likely split the bill and stuff um Or like pay each other back, Venmo, the whole thing. But in this case, we divided and conquered because we each have different interests. We each wanted to book different parts of it. So like one took the hotel, one took the activities, one took the food, and then we paid for the thing we booked. So if you're going to do a trip with somebody like kind of in the same way you said about going to Joshua Tree with somebody new and it's your joint idea, maybe that's how you do it. You say, well, want to divide and conquer on planning? Maybe you book the location and I'll book the restaurants or the activities. And then it's not all on one person. Well, that sounds like something that also calls back to how soon you went, right? So I think that I think that what you did for how soon you guys look, if I met somebody in a month and a half and I, I was still courting them and I was still trying to get them before any kind of uh, labels put on us, right? And I'm still trying to get them, then of course I'm going to put my best foot forward and show them chivalry and all that other stuff. So yes, so if I invited somebody in the first two months to go somewhere, I'm taking care of it. And if you say what you're saying, like, let me know how I can contribute at all. And I don't, and I'm like, okay, cool. You can do this. You know what I mean? That's great. But I think that if it's like four, five, six months down the road, you're my girlfriend. Now we've had, we've been a couple, then the divide and conquer can come in. I have a question. What if, because what you have experienced, Jen, and what you, the example you just brought up, Rob, like if you're courting the girl and it's like a month or two in, which sounds like an, a normal-ish time to maybe consider going on a vacation with somebody or a trip or whatever. You both, both the dudes planned this trip. Would it 
be weird if a girl just was like, hey, I really want to go to Santa Barbara and wine taste. I'm booking us a trip like and didn't like like what Taz did and didn't like tell you, Rob, anything. And you're just like, I just don't, I feel as though women in today's world don't do shit like that because it, they're afraid it makes them look desperate. Just like or, all or, the other, or they're trying to, or it will make the men look. They they're afraid it would like make the men look. They're trying to like it, the narrative that you never want to be a part of as a woman is like I'm trying, I'm desperate to get a boyfriend, and I want to fucking nail you down now. So I'm like planning a trip, and like I'm gonna make it romantic, and we're gonna do all the romantic things that I want to do, and then we're gonna move in together in like a week. Like that, no girl wants to look like that. So like a girl would never. I mean, I'm sorry, but I just feel like. That's the case for most people. No girl would ever take the reins and plan a trip as the first trip because it's going to make them look fucking desperate. And maybe a dude would be like put off by that or the girl would be afraid that she's putting the dude off by that. Like, I think, so I think talking- it's, I think to answer your question, I think that it's, it's how it's approached. Like if she did it in a very, like you're coming with me type of way. If she did I, it like Taz did it. Well, I think that. Jen and not to speak for Jen, but we, I mean, there was a whole last episode that we heard about it. So I feel like I can, but <laughs> like, like, uh, I think the way like they felt about each other and like how much they got to know each other, it was okay for her to do that. If it was a different situation where I've been dating oh, somebody for four weeks. Like I, oh, you're saying so with the roles were reversed and you were right, playing what your part- question, what your question is. Yeah. So I think that if, if we had the same feelings that Taz and, and Jen have, then it would be, I would be fine with it. But if it was just, we were just dating and she wanted to take me somewhere and all, I'd be like, uh, I'd be a little, I don't know what the, the, the bottom line of it was hmm. like, I didn't know, like, am I yeah, being I mean, tested? Like, am I being tested? Like, I don't know. Like, it, sh- like, is she waiting for me to do like, what you know, is like, for, for the I most have plenty of girlfriends who have taken me. I mean, I went with my Those ex-girlfriend. Are girlfriends, Rob. Those are girlfriends. We're talking about like the first trip with somebody. And I'm saying like, yes, we're making up scenarios. So it's really hard to fucking answer because we don't really know. We're just like, well, if it was this. Well, I'm trying to. Do. I'm trying to. I, I know, I'm like just a- saying like in general, I do not think most chicks would do that. I'm sorry. I'm speaking for all of us. And you can fucking email me or shout me out or fucking DM me on Instagram or whatever you want to do. Like send me a review on iTunes, but I think I'm right. I do not think a chick would feel comfortable doing that because I think they would all feel like it makes them look like they're trying to like snag you hardcore and it makes them look desperate and they have to play hard to get. It just depends on when it is like, look, if it's too early and it's this, we live in a different world now too, where, you know, a lot of people aren't being set up by people they trust. You're meeting somebody on an app. So to go away with a man somewhere that you plan it and you're surprising it, you know what I mean? Unless you're telling all your girlfriends where you're going and track me like you guys do, which I'm sure a lot of women do that I just don't know. But <laughs> like it, it's almost dangerous, you know? So I guess what Jen did was kind of dangerous too, but like Scott Peterson killed his pregnant wife. So, I mean, you're never <laughs> safe, really. You have I'm to stop watching old datelines. I am a murderino. <laughs> it can happen at any time, but yes, it is more of a risk with someone you don't know, but that's why right. you have tracking on the phone. And I yeah. think it would be fine. I think if a girl asked me that and she was, she was like, I'm planning something. Let's just go. It did, and she was like adventurous or whatever. I'd be like, I'd, I'd go. If it was somebody who was like, kind of like a controlling woman, who was like wanted to have her kind of thumb on me the whole time, then I would probably be like, uh, this sounds like I'm being forced into a relationship that I might not be ready for yet. Jen. Yes. 
or you're like a kept man. But also there was a moment before I went on this trip that I was like, all right, I'm about to be on a weekend away with the Tinder swindler. This guy booked them probably some expensive stuff. Didn't even know where I was staying. And I'm like, watch this guy is like, put down your credit card and tells me to start paying for this whole trip. And maybe he planned it, but I, I might be paying for it. I did not know. But what I did know was... I you had know. a gold wine opener. You knew that. You can just right. use that as a stabby, that, stabby, stabby. You can use exactly. that to shank somebody and you're only an Uber ride away. Right. Exactly. So I could also leave and go to a different hotel without him and find a way home. So I knew that there was like a solution unless I was put in somebody's trunk. Well, you then, didn't because you didn't then, know where you were going. Except I was tracking her. It all goes yes. back to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. But you guys, when you're so okay, so that yeah, we've all right. So like- you're there. So you're there. We're there now. We're on the trip. We're asked. We said yes. We we understand who's paying for it at this point. We've laid all of the rules out. Jen had a very adult way of doing that. Um, so we're there now. We're now we're in. We're assuming we're sharing rooms, right? Yeah. So yeah. Now what the fuck? Happens? Yeah. You walk now- into the room. Are you weirded out that there's only one bed? Are you weirded out? Pl- this is too? where men are from Mars, women are from Venus comes in because it's like we are two different separate like entities and the way we sleep and take care of our skin and take care of like like just our routines are different for most people for like 90% of men and women, right? right. We're assuming we're in a heterosexual relationship here because we're t- it's the three of us talking. So like what what do you ex- do you expect the guy to be dirty do you start at a at the lowest level and just go impress me like like you're you have you're starting at 0 so make yourself a 10 or do you start somebody at a 10 and be, and then they just just click away at all like the dirty shit they do the entire time like i feel like i just start i start with like no expectations just like let's see what you have to show me and I have standards. So if you don't meet my standards, then you're either like a dirty person or you don't live the way I live or I can look past something because I'm super clean and super neurotic. So like some things I know in my mind specifically, like nobody's going to like fold their clothes like the way I do or whatever. Anyway, point being is I try to go in with no expectations with like in this particular situation, I would go in with no expectations. But if you didn't like meet some standards that I couldn't look past, then that would probably bother me. And then that would be something to consider. I do think though, like to your point, Rob, like where do you come from? I mean, in my case, I didn't even think through the logistics of the room and it didn't cross my mind. I knew obviously we'd have one bed. I knew, you know, we had certain plans and I packed certain clothes, but I didn't think like, okay, what's going to happen with this bathroom? Is the bathroom going to have like a door on the toilet or is this going to be one of those rooms that are just like a free, you know, mm-hmm. free for all? And <laughs> it has like the, like the part of the wall missing that you can see into, right. the, into the bathroom. Like a glass shower or just like in between or something that would, I would be pissed, but there's a trick to that that we'll get to. So we will, I will get to that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the suspense that we you always build a wall. You build a wall. No, I'm kidding. Okay. That's also a political uh, convo for another I time. Know. But um, so in this case, I had no idea. And these are the things I like 
had I thought about them, I probably would have actually been more nervous about the whole trip. But because I was like, you know what? I'm just going to embrace this. What could go wrong? Hopefully it's fun. We're going to Santa Barbara. We're wine tasting. And like, this guy's probably nervous too, in some way, because this is new and he's got to learn me and I've got to learn him. So it ended up being fine. In some way, he was probably way more nervous because he he had everything was in his control. So he had to, in a way he was out of control because everything was in, in his control. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he was waiting for your reaction. So that feels scary. Yeah. But I think as far as like cleanliness goes and like your habits and stuff, we both talked about it. Like, is this going to be weird sleeping together for the first time? I'm like, don't worry. I have Advil PM for both of us. So I drugged us and then like made sure we slept because that would just be so awkward and be bad start to the weekend. Then we'd be cranky. And I was like, what do we look like cranky? Is brunch going to be shit? He actually made a good call Friday night and was like, let's not drink anymore. So tomorrow we enjoy our day. So we cut ourselves off and got in bed and did other bed things. But then like, I think we both were on the same page as far as making sure we didn't feel like shit around each other. And at least if you keep your side of the street clean and you're like coming in with your cleanliness, you come in to know that you're sharing a room. Like not everyone can live together. Not everyone would be good roommates. And this isn't even like in a two bedroom apartment. This is in a studio. So I think if you come prepared to just behave yourself, then like, don't bring all your bad habits. Unless you want them to see that you're a slob right away, then great. Be a slob. Nobody's bringing their bad habits to date one trip. Nobody's bringing all that. You don't want to fake it. You want to be authentic, but definitely keep in mind, I'm sharing a space with somebody. Like if I'm the type of person who like throws my dirty clothes in a pile in the corner of my room and then deals with it two days later, like when it's time to do laundry, like maybe don't do that. Or like, you know, just like, be conscious of the fact that you're sharing a bed with someone. So like, maybe don't try to like grab all the hog, the covers or whatever. Like if you, I mean, I would just just assume though, that if normal people went on a trip, they probably have already had a sleepover in our case. That wasn't the case. So like it was a lot of fact finding. Yeah, But in your case, you already are sharing documents and stuff. So you, you know, that somebody's OCD to a certain degree, probably. I didn't know that. That came from the trip. Am I right? Am I no, right? That was on the trip. Uh, that was on the trip that that doc came about. It was like when I was Is walking. Is he OCD through. though? Is he a little OCD? No, actually he's not. He said that I inspire him to like plan all this stuff and be oh organized. Oh my God, this guy. <laughs> we're going to get, okay, so Jen's going to exactly. do no wrong on this podcast from now on. She's, okay, so, she's going to be yeah. blown up by Taz. You inspire okay. me. Oh, well, let's just hope it continues down that path because yes, please. But yeah, I mean, it's also you know, well, I like the inspiration there. But okay, so you guys were in the room, like you are not, you don't know what to expect. Two beds or one, like the bathroom situation is a nerve wracking thing. Like, do what do you? I mean, like, hello, you have to do everything. You have to like poop in front of this per, not basically in front of. I mean, you, I got to go to the bathroom and then you whoa, just whoa, come whoa. Up. You're you're going straight to the fetish shit I'm right away. Like, no. You're in the room and you're like, okay, you go into the bathroom, you come out five minutes later, it's like obvious what happened. Like, I <laughs> have a trick for that. First of all, bring poopery with you because I did that. Second of all, if you can, if you can, try to wait to go to the bathroom for when you're gonna shower. In I mean, alone. we've been doing that alone. since we were fifteen. That's no, not a I trick. Know. No, but I didn't know this trick. (laughs) Everybody does that. You don't shit until you have to go to the until you shower because then it takes up the time. And then by the time you get out of the shower, 
it's dissipated in the, you in the steam. the shower. Yes, exactly. You turn the shower on. So you're like, there's a noise barrier and thing. You feel mm-hmm. protected. Mm-hmm. You, poop, you get into the shower, the soap and the shower, everything. It just gets rid of the smell in the bathroom and then you're done. And, wow. and you come out. Well, guys, I'm learning new things for my next trip with him. So this is great. Definitely. Or if you can't, like, if you really don't feel comfortable doing that or it's not time to shower or whatever, and you really just cannot go in the bathroom, like, go for a walk, go somewhere else in the hotel, like in the lobby or wherever else. If you can, I'm going to go get ice. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go call my mom to tell her I'm safe. Exactly. So you can, there's ways around that, but that could be kind of intimidating because you're like, dude, what do we, how do we get around that? But how do you also like, what about the things that, tell you whether this person, you know, has some crazy qualities or like you're spending 24 hours times however many days you're with them. Like what other things might come up that are revealing about their character? Well, I'll tell you one that came up for us. That was really interesting. Our water would not get hot in our shower. It was like lukewarm. And for what he paid for that hotel, we should have had them come fix it day one, but we didn't because we brought the dog. We also didn't want it to affect our day and our schedule to have this maintenance person come out. So we just kept the cold water the whole weekend and he would turn on the shower for me to get it hotter. So it would be like on for a while while I was like walking mochi. And then I'd come back and I'd get in the shower when it was like warmer. So I think in this case, it was something that could have been something somebody complained about or was pissed about or like, you know, when people send their food back or make a big deal about stuff and they can't get over it and they can't get past the mood or that it's not perfect or that they might look a certain way for it not being perfect. This just like rolled off everyone's back. Both of us were like, and the, maintenance per- the maintenance person couldn't come while you guys were out because Mochi was yeah. there. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. You, this Got is, you. you could definitely see if someone's a Karen. If you're yeah. traveling with them, how they treat the people at the airport, how they treat the, the wait staff, how they treat the hotel staff. Like, obviously, you're going to see that maybe more often. It's going to come up. There's more opportunities in a short amount of time than just if you go to dinner. Like, there's, well, they this say that the best ways to t- uh, test someone's character is if you lose luggage, if you're caught in the rain or something, and if you, one more thing that obviously this is a saying. So, why would I know it? But Three yeah. things. Jen's, throw, Jen's throwing people's luggage in the rain at the beginning of the trip. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like so right away. You're gonna she just, how are you going to react? I'm throwing your shit in the rain. Are now what? Pissed? Let me watch. You good? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, I think there's a lot of things that can happen. And especially like also sometimes they book you in the wrong room or you don't like the room or you don't they don't bring you towels. Like there's so many things that can go wrong. Like to see how somebody reacts to any of it is it's what happened to Chandler and Monica. Right. Remember they went away for a vacation together for like their first yeah. date, their first time alone since yeah. being boyfriend, girlfriend and came back and almost broke up. Yeah. Because they were fighting and so much. What, that whole, what about the couple on that um, show on Netflix and the hotel in Hawaii? I can't remember what it was called, but that, Married, newly married couple, and he was like, Oh, dead White dead. Lotus on HBO? Yeah, that's what it was, <laughs> HBO. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely an opportunity to see people, how they treat other people in like the service industry or whatever, multiple times over. So if it's going to come out, it's going to come out there because there's like a lot of different opportunities for like the service industry to fuck up and for that person to be a Karen. Totally. Now, what about also just their general like state of being like, okay, so they're not rattled by any of those things, but 
does a vacation relax them? Do, can they relax? Do you like relaxing with them? There are so many things to learn about somebody's vacation style in general. I think what's telling though, too, is the activities they pick or the destination. But- well, what's, tell- yeah, what's telling too is also like if you go to we're, – we're, we're keeping this local and in the United States. But like what if you go traveling in other countries and stuff? How do you handle not having your your comforts? I mean you can't even plug in your fucking charger if you don't have the right adapter. You know, and then you leave the place and you got to talk to people and then you got to, you know, communicate. And I have a lot of friends that are the sweetest people in the world in the United States. You get them into a fucking foreign country. They're like, where are my chicken fingers and French fries? You know what I mean? And and then they become the most American person you've ever seen and just rub the locals the wrong way because they're not getting what they think they're used to. And you're like, this is a whole other world, you know, well, you got to be able to, like, adapt. Yeah. So but then you're not close. Then you have to be with them the whole time. What you about know, people you, that take? What about people that go away? On Do you give them like a wait? What? What about people who go away on vacation and then constantly work or are on their phone, like, and are distracted and disconnected and not present? Yeah, I mean that would be like someone who can't relax or can't like cut the ties from reality. Like that is, uh, you know, hey, if that person maybe said, hey, there's a couple hours every day where I have to tend to things, and you could understand that, and that's if that's the person that they are and they have like a big time job or a lot of responsibilities, like, and you want to be with that person, maybe it bothers you. Maybe it doesn't, but that's a personal choice. But maybe if you have to do that, if you are the person that has to do that, then explain that because you also want to be a representative, like an authentic representation of who you are. And if that's the case and that this is the person you're going to marry and be with forever, then you'd want that person to you want to see how that person reacts too. Like, what if it's not that big of a deal? You got to attend a couple emails and the person on the receiving end or the other end of the vacation is like pissed off all the time about it. Like, you know, mm. I mean, that it's all scary. Thinking, it's all scary to me because also like, what if, what if Taz took you on this early date to put you in this? Like, cause listen to make, to, to shine a good light on him. You know what I mean? Like what, like, People are relaxed on vacations. People are happy. He was pampering you. You were probably not going to get upset that at, about anything about this trip. You had your dog. You had a nice hotel. You had somebody feeding you and, and feeding you booze. You had one bed. You know what I mean? So, like, maybe he was just trying to build up this best possible representation of him. And then, like, how is he going to be for the rest of the time? Like, can he... Like, did he also on the other side of that coin, did he fuck himself? Like, does he have to live up to this guy now for the rest of your relationship? Like, that's tough. That's going to be a tough thing for him to maintain the entire time. You know, I mean, I'm sure he's a great guy, but life is hard. You know, life isn't wineries and fucking charcuterie. Yeah. No, but and then planning a vacation with kids, that's a whole other thing because it's like not a vacation when you have babies. It's like And he's trying be- to impress you. You know, he's still trying to like impress you. So I don't know. It just seems like he kind of could have maybe he's setting himself up to look good and then hopes he can maintain it, or maybe he set himself up for failure in like I mean, in real it's life. A, it's a thought, it's a real thought. And this, you know, we're hoping that like whoever you are on the trip is like an authentic, like I said, representation of who you are, even though yes, you're doing fun things, but like you want to still try to maintain your realness within this trip. So like 
hopefully that's the case. But yes, that could be a worry, right? Like what happens when you get back to real life? Like, is this person, is it going to be like the bachelor effect where all the people on the bachelor are like getting married in two seconds because they've been on all these fucking crazy dates and then they get back to real world and you're like, want to go to Chick-fil-A drive through tomorrow? Like, And then they break up after three months of being home. That's not fun anymore. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it could be a hard thing to live up to, but then that could just be the person too. That could be just the way Taz is or the person you went on the trip, right? Like they, they could just be super into traveling or super fancy sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Jen's, Jen's quiet. <laughs> She's like, I don't know. I don't no, know. I do know. We, um, well, I'll just we tell you. Card games. We played card games and then I went and met his friends. He probably picked out his best friends to, to <laughs> meet you. And then he took you on a trip and now you guys are back and he brought you caviar. I mean, this guy is setting his own bar high. He's setting his own bar. He's like pulling out all the winning fucking <laughs> jams at the fucking very beginning. You got to save some shit for the encore, brother. Come on. Okay, well, don't worry. Our shared doc has a lot of mundane activities as well. And also... Um, other trips in the future. But um, so there are those to look forward to as well that are, I mean, I don't know, we're staying at nice hotels again on this next trip. But I said to him, if we're going to be a team, which is what he wants, and I want, we want to find a partner and actually do a life together. I'm like, we're going to cut down on your spending, sir. We're not doing this every time. So I actually said something about it. And like, I appreciate, you know, him trying to impress me and also the fact that he likes nice things. Great. Like nice things, but we don't need the nicest things. Every time we go somewhere, we were talking about going to Hawaii and he said something about first class. I'm like, I'm small, throw me in coach. They have alcohol too. Like I don't need to sit in first class just to go there. I'll, I'll, I'd rather stay somewhere nice than spend six hours in a fancy seat. So I think I'm going to reel him in a little bit. And he likes that because He wants to like, you know, take care of me and spoil me and do all the things. I think he's just been waiting for somebody to do that with. And I'm just like, okay, well, I want like a house. I want more travel. Because you said he just, you said he just got out of a relationship in January, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he, maybe this is him just being like, I'm free and I'm finally emotionally free too. And now I can go do this with this new person, all the stuff that, you know, because he was in a four year relationship, you said, right? No, the one before this was like a year. Then there was another one for like two years. I don't know. He's been okay. in four relationships. Okay. Four, oh, four relationships over yeah. a, what, five years? I was, I don't know. A long time. However long he's been a dating person. Four relationships in his whole life? No, like significant ones. One was eight years. He was engaged. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. But yes. that's a that's a big one. Yeah. Right. So, so he probably he's probably back in that phase where he he knows he's like, OK, now I'm emotionally over these people. I can take this person and now I'm having fun, too, with this person and blah, 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 blah. But I don't know if he knows how long you have not been in a relationship or somebody does this. I'm sure like, he does. I know. I'm sure he does, too. But like, I'm just I'm just worried where the the depth levels are meeting. Do you know what I mean? And then also like. When so that's something else we can talk about here too is like what's the trip going to mean to that other person, you know? Like, t- me, so for me, if I took somebody to Dublin tomorrow, 
they'd be like, holy shit, I've always wanted to go to Ireland and I take them to Dublin. And even if I pay for it and all that other stuff, it's probably going to be this magical fairy tale thing for them, right? Where I've been there five times, you know, but I'm excited to show somebody new. Well, but I think it, so it's going to be a, yeah, but raw, but if you're doing that and that's true and there's no way you can ever really kind of control the way someone's interpreting things. But if you're taking someone, you got to like, keep that in mind too. Like, Hey, I've been to this magical place that most people haven't been a lot. So if I take this person, they may interpret it a different way, like way more special than I'm going to interpret it. So maybe we save that one for down the road when we're way more honest with each other about our feelings and we know what the other person's thinking. But what's the difference? Difference though, what I mean, if he's like, if you're going to five star hotels in Palm Springs or San Diego rather than a three star hotel in in Ireland, do you know what I mean? Like, it's you have to consider, hey, the the niceness of this trip, this fancy ass hotel, that's what I'm saying, magical place. If that is for you, not a big deal. You need to realize that first class for the majority of people is a big deal. So if you're like fucking Jeff Bezos and you're like, uh, just come on my private jet, like I made i mean it's not you you're have ma- to well you're making you're making my point you're making my point so you but it's not you have to consider that don't do those things unless you are don't care what the other person thinks or just consider hey this this is going to maybe make this person feel like i think they're way more special than they really are I mean, and there it is that. yeah and like, that's my point so then don't like, do it unless you don't care or unless you feel very special about that person but that's what just that's what i'm saying is that what's happening do you know what i mean like He's been, he's, he's had relationships. He's had long term. He's been engaged. He knows what this is like, you know, and he can take people places. Jen hasn't, Jen's been looking for this for a long time. And now it's finally come across her path and she's been waiting and waiting and waiting. And now it's happening. So it might, it might be an, a nine on the emotional scale for Jen and it could be a six or a seven on the emotional scale. Yeah, for Yeah. And I think that's with the, that could be representative of the entire, I mean, Jen, I'm sure has her answer with the, for this, but I'm speaking for the masses. Here, she, like, she, I would say she doesn't have her answer on I this because she can't you, say what he's, but that's going to be rep. This trip would be represent a, a representation of your feelings as a whole. Like it's not going to make you, I mean, yeah, it could maybe make you a little feel a little more bonded or whatever, but like you either really like the person or you don't, the trip's not going to like completely flip your feelings. So like if you're already bound to feel that way, that's just a representation of how you were, the path you were going regardless of if the there's, there's a huge difference between love and infatuation and yep. it's a fine line. It's a I big difference and a fine line. Yeah. You also, know? Though, a lot of this can be alleviated by having the conversations in advance about like what the trip is, because I have a friend who used to bring girls to his family events and on trips just because he was going to go anyway. And he's like, well, you can come. And to him, like you're saying, it was a nothing. It was just like, well, I mean, I have a plus one if I want it. Why not? Like, I don't mind you being there. And for them, they thought it was super serious. Like you're introducing me to the family or you're taking me on this lavish trip and all this stuff. But he was just like, I like traveling and you're a plus one. So I actually said to, we'll go with Taz, even though I did post him on social media, but yes, um, I said to him, is this a trip for you? And I'm just getting to go. And he said, no, and whatever, but even no, but there's, that's, that is, and I'm not saying he's, he's like, I'm going on a trip. No, but I did, he obviously, 
it crossed my mind. And also I actually thought that that would take the pressure off if I was like, oh, this guy just wants to go away. And like, he's like, you can come since I'm dating you. That would be cool. Um, but there's, he planned it. There's no way that was even a possibility, but I'm saying it might be a little bit more to you than it is to him. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, if somebody's planning a wine tasting trip to Santa Barbara by themselves, and that's a fucking red flag for me to not date you at all, because that's fucking weird. Yeah. But now, what like, about what about since we have like ten minutes left? Maybe, maybe not. But I wanted to ask because this just came up in my brain. What about weddings? What about like inviting somebody to like a, a destination wedding? Oh boy, like, no! I think you don't. Yeah, no. First of all, normally speaking, for someone who sort of plan, like started to plan a wedding and destination wedding at that, you don't. If you're coming for the most part to a destination wedding, unless you're married or that person you've been dating for like a long ass time, you're not getting a motherfucking plus one to my destination wedding. Not happening. But- so. On yeah. the flip side, I have friends that have been plus ones to people's weddings uh, destination and that the person they went with had the plus one and they were the guest. And so somehow they got the plus one, whatever. And my friend, the most recent one, went under the circumstances of we're friends who sometimes hook up. You wanted to bring a plus one. I'm you know, I can get down to San Diego pretty easily. And so they went as friends who like to hook up. Um, but he booked it. He paid for it. It was his friend's wedding. So I think when it goes back to all the questions we've asked about, like, you know, who handles what in this case, if you are someone's plus one and you're not their wife, or these aren't your friends that are getting married to your family, like whoever is asking you to join, they pay. Sure. Maybe you can buy lunch on the way down or bring some wine with you or snacks for the road, like contribute in like, what would you be eating at home anyway? Because you would have to eat kind of thing. The person again, again, we we focus this very much since we are here, we focus it very much on Los Angeles and San Diego's too. You're saying if you, if you, well, if I'm finished what I'm saying, how do you hear what I'm saying? Well, no, well, no, but you're saying if you're taking someone like on a destination wedding to another country or something, it's going to be looked at as a serious thing. It doesn't and- even have to be another country. Like if I'm living in, in Ohio, most most I mean, a lot of weddings are either around Ohio or they're like Cancun or Cabo or, you know, like uh, Florida or Louisiana. You know what I mean? Like there's stuff that even around here that people travel, but it's not an hour away. Don't invite someone to a wedding unless you're considering some other things because you're showing them off to all of your friends and anybody Mm -hmm. is going to take that as a little bit of a bigger deal. And if you don't want that to happen, be clear about what your intentions are or go, don't bring a plus one. Because I literally, I I went to a friend's wedding uh, in Temecula. Is that the wine place that's like near Malibu? Where they have like that. Where's like Malibu? Huh? No, San Diego. Yeah, it's like San Diego-ish. Yeah, okay. It was like down around there. But beautiful, beautiful wineries down there, right? Yeah. Okay. I took, I I went with a, to the wedding, I went with a friend of mine who was also friends with the bride of the wedding. Like we just went together and there was like three other people in the car, but there was people at the wedding that didn't know the girl. Like they, you know, they knew one side. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like the bride knew the both of us, but the people at the wedding didn't know who she was. They never met her before. Yeah. And because she came with me and we just, we stood next to each other and had drinks. I had somebody last week and be like, how's your, how's that girl you're dating? 
And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, you were at the wedding with her the whole time. I'm like, that was just my friend who's See? also friends with the bride. And they're like, oh, well, you guys spent the whole time together. I'm like, because we're friends. Hmm. That's what that's what friends do. Yeah, but I but see what you're saying. Like start, if you're next, yeah. yeah, if you're next to them and in the vicinity and all that other stuff. I don't know. I was always the guy in college. Like I went to like and even in high school, I went to like five proms and like eight formals, you know, because I was just the the friendly guy who knew all the girls and was and knew everybody. And I went to places with people and some of them were destination and I didn't really care, you know. Yeah. So um, you just based on your experience that you don't put so much stock in that. And I, I kind of can relate to that a little too, but yeah, I think the majority of people do put stock into those kind of milestones in the relationship trips, meeting other friends, going like to a destination trip. That's like further away, the further away, the more kind of stock you put into it. Yeah, so when you have to get on a plane, just be aware of that. Like, if you're not the type of person who thinks that's that big of a deal and you're you're probably putting that vibe out there even if you're not meaning to. So try to keep the trip that you're planning what you would think would be a representation of where you want the relationship to be at. And if there is some sort of like maybe the place that you both want to go maybe makes that a little cloudy or weird, then you got to talk about it or run the risk that the person's going to take it more seriously or whatever. And I think that's the, the, the whole thing, right, Jen, which is what you keep going back to is it's uh, communication. I know. And I know that's like the basis of all the relationship anyway, but a lot of people in the beginning stages of a relationship are like, what are they thinking? What do, what do they think I'm thinking? You know, and especially if you're going to be sharing a room and traveling together, it's like, should I be on my best behavior? Should I show him who I really am? Should I, am I supposed to be getting this meal? Is he, does he, is he going to get mad if I try to do that? Is she going to get mad? Is, should I let her take the lead? Like she's a Capricorn. She wants to take the lead. Should I just follow? Do you know what I mean? Like a communication, if you just ask those questions that are in your brain, how do you feel about this? Do you want me to do this? Can I, can I be of assistance or, Hey, uh, feel, you know, I won't be mad if you want to buy the next round. I know, I know that sounds like dumb, but like, even as a guy, if I'm paying for stuff and maybe I got the hotel and maybe I got the car and maybe I got like dinner, you know, whatever. And, and we're doing something else. So it could be like, all right, next round's on you joking. You know what I mean? Is that cheesy? Or is that I mean, communicative? I, I wouldn't tell somebody how to spend their money. Like I wouldn't like say now it's on you, you know, I think also then you wouldn't know if somebody ever wanted to offer if you're telling them it's on them. Right. What but if it's getting I, near the end of the trip and they have an offer? Well, then you, <laughs> listen, you I would, tell listen, them. Like I said, I want to disclose also, I just want to put it out. Like I will pay for everything if I'm taking you on a trip. I will. But I'm just saying for guys out there when it gets to a certain point and they're like, okay, like. I'm, I'm not daddy warbucks. Look for that. If that's something that you want to know if the other person is going to offer and that's something that means something to you, like Jen said, leave room for them to do it. And if they don't, then file that away as something that bothers you or make your own choice from there. Good. Absolutely. And also like how we started this, where you asked me if we're, we have callbacks now from the trip. I think if you do make it through a trip with all of these things that we've shed light on, then Hopefully you have memories that will, you know, in inspire you to do other things. Like maybe you discovered a certain cuisine while you were on a trip and now you're hunting for one in your local area or you're looking for that same wine or 
whatever you talked about now you're you know bringing it to life like star wars i should add that honestly to cart because one day i have to see that goddamn movie but i think trips are very revealing you've now heard it on two episodes everybody we want to hear from you if you've got any tips horror stories success stories you name it write us let us know because it's a real thing and I, I can't believe that in all the episodes we've ever had on it's complicated we haven't covered it so i'm glad we have now especially with like summer we've still. talked about it we've talked about your relationship taz we love you we hope you <laughs> stick around for a long time but sir this is the last time we'll be talking about you in such depth this yeah. will not be the jen has a boyfriend I- podcast from now on we will yeah, not I- be talking about it every episode i'm already quite tired of it so <laughs> <laughs> i hope you all enjoyed that taz i'm sure you're a great guy but uh, we'll probably be skipping over your personal relationship for the next couple episodes just to get I'm back sure to I'm sure you guys got a bunch of fun tips and rules for planning a vacation. I mean, nothing's black and white here, but there's some good boundaries and tips and tricks for you all. So hope you took notes. Hope you throw it in a Google Doc and share it with the person you're dating. And I hope you get a slice of trim. And I also hope that you uh, poop when you have to shower. (laughs) Time it. You plan for these things, people. And plan to keep tuning into It's Complicated, everybody, where you will hear us talk more about dating and relationshipy stuff. And while you're there, please subscribe, rate, comment, and share it with a friend. And obviously, if you want to join the class of Master Daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show. And get your Master Dater sweatshirts and t-shirts from the Believe store. And you can follow me at Lauren Lee and Ellie on all the social meets. And you can follow me at Forever Zevers, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S-E-V-O-R-S on Instagram. And you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meets. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. <laughs>